Thank you for joining us today. At ResLife, our mission is to develop committed followers of Jesus Christ to reach the world. Our content is created to equip and empower you in God's purpose. We hope you enjoy this message. Today, we have Shannon Odell, all the way from Brand New Church in Arkansas. Shannon, come on up. Shannon, his wife, Cindy, great friends, been here many times before. Shannon, come give them heaven. I love it. Hey, let's give honor where honor is due, and that is to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. Oh, is that the best you got? Come on, church. I know it's a tough year for Michigan football, but let's get excited. It's a tough year for Arkansas football every year. I know this, I, I'm so honored to be here. Pastor Dwayne, Miss Jeannie, thank you so much for the privilege of being here. I've learned so much from so many uh, great pastors here and especially from leaders in the state of Michigan. I know uh, we've actually changed our counting uh, for our offerings between 2.30 and 4.30 in the morning and uh, they have exponentially grown. And uh, there's, is it too soon for that joke? I'm just wondering if it is. It's too soon. Jake says it's too soon. He's my millennial focuser. I, I know this. We're going to dive into God's word. Let, let me tell you why you need to sow into the kingdom. Let me tell you why you need to sow into your local church. I, I didn't have plans to do this. I know pastor won't be shocked by this, but uh, I didn't have any plans to do this. But I, I just want to ask a simple question. I want you to stand if this question affects you. If you've been saved in this church indirectly or directly came to know Jesus Christ in this church, would you just stand to your feet real quick? If your children have come to know Jesus Christ because of this church, stand to your feet real quick. If you've developed great relationships, family connections, people you count on because of this church, would you stand to your feet real quick? Set free from addiction because of this church and the ministry of this church, stand to your feet. If you've been impacted mission-wise, leading someone to Christ, had a friend come to this church and accept Christ, stand to your feet real quick. Would you just look around this is why you sow into the local church right here. This is why. Listen, you don't sow it into a hospital. You don't sow it into a college. You don't sow it into the, you sow it into the local church. Amen. So somebody write a check right now in Jesus name. And if you're online, give digitally. I'm just saying this, this is not the week to sit back and wonder where I should give my end of the year. Nothing wrong with giving to charitable contributions and charitable organizations, but the church is the hope of the world. And the local church is the hope of the world. And I just, I exhort you to bring your best, to sow big, to watch life change happen. And I can tell you this, I've been impacted by this church. I've been impacted by this organization. I've been impacted by your pastor. And Brand New Church indirectly is sowing in to this organization and did so this morning. And we're so grateful to God, Cindy and I, for uh, allowing us to be here. Uh, as uh, Pastor already mentioned, I pastor Brand New Church in Arkansas. If this is your first time to connect with me and you thought you were getting a female preacher today, I'm her. And uh, I don't know why my mom gave me a girl's name, but it works great in 2020. I'm not going to make a joke about that. <laughs> but I can tell you the person at the hotel last night was very embarrassed. Either way, I know this. I know this. Many, many times, many times 
We, we sit back and we wonder what all's transpired and what's going on and where are we at and we look at our culture and I don't want to get into a culture debate. I want to get into a biblical understanding of what the most important thing is in our culture right now. The institutions that God created. One's a local church and one's a local family. And we got to get serious about it. Matter of fact, the scripture says this in Nehemiah chapter four and verse 14. If you're okay with the word of God, say amen. Okay, 17 of us. If you're okay with the word of God, online family, I need some big all caps typed in the comment sections here. If you're okay with the word of God, say amen. amen. Here's what Nehemiah says. Fight for your brothers, fight for your sons, fight for your daughters, fight for your spouses, and fight for your home. If you believe your home's worth fighting for, say amen. Here's the thing I'm learning about Christians, and that's Nehemiah 14, excuse me, chapter 4, 14 through 20. If you um, have been a Christ follower long enough, you're like me, you recognize so many times people are passionate about the intangible things of God. We're passionate about doctrine. We, we get so passionate about, we, some people even get passionate about translations, which is something that, you know, it, it's, it's great. I, I love people that are passionate about that. We get passionate about creation. We get passionate about the Ten Commandments being on the walls of our schools. We get passionate about knowing that God is the creator of the universe. And if I asked you if God was the creator of the universe, you'd all say yes. We're passionate about the doctrine of the virgin birth. It's so important to who we are. Yes? You agree with that? Say yeah. This is an allscape, by the way, here, okay? I'm from Arkansas. I, I'm insecure as it is. We're number 49 out of 50 in education, so I need your help. I, I just know so many times we get into these huge doctrinal issues, important, important, but these intangibles, sometimes we're more passionate about than transitioning the truth of God's word into the tangible day-to-day -day living. What's crazy is this. We want the 10 commandments on the walls of our school and you couldn't quote them. <laughs> Thou shalt not. We're passionate about the local church, but rarely has our kids ever seen church led in our home. We're passionate about the power of prayer, but where, rarely has us as husbands prayed over our wives. We're passionate about prayer, but when is the last time your wife's heard you lead her in prayer, men? We love the intangibles, but will you fight for the tangible? When will the word of God transcend what you believe into how you live? I'm not saying being perfect. I'm saying being consistent. I'm saying where people see the difference in your life, where people aren't wondering if Christianity is real, they see it in your life, most importantly, in your home. Every day. Again, not perfect, but consistent. I've written out what I believe are the 10, I call them the 10 fam commandments. 10 commandments for the family because we all wanna have better families. And not only that, they don't happen on happenstance, they happen because you work at it. You gotta go for it. People think the greatest legacy you can leave your family is an inheritance and a life insurance policy, and it isn't. The most important thing you can leave your family is the reality of Jesus Christ in and through your life so they will carry it on as a legacy to generations to come. 
We are one generation away from losing the effectiveness and the impact of the Christian church, more importantly, the Christian life. We've got to stand up and quit fighting over the green bean casserole at Thanksgiving and start preaching the truth of God's word and get passionate about instead of just passing out uh, casserole ingredients and recipes, let's pass out what it means to be effective as a family for the cause of Christ. I'm talking about fight for it. I'm talking about step up. You're like, well, we've gone 25 years and it's been mediocre. You can change today. It can all change right now. And what the word of God says is this, is that you were called men, husbands, dads. You were called to pastor your house. You were the pastor of your home. You're the leader, Ephesians chapter five, verses 19 through the end. Read it. You're to lead it. And we're to bring it. Ladies, you're setting the atmosphere of spiritual influence in your home. You're the atmosphere setters. Kids, you are the next generation that God's going to fill full of faith that's going to impact the world. And we got to condition our home so when we get here, your kids aren't weirded out when you raise your hands in worship because you never do it at home. It happens in your home. What's the 10 fam commandments? I'm going to go King James because every once in a while you need some 13th century Elizabethan English in your life, don't you? I know I do. So I'm going to thou shalt not on every single one of these. If you're good with that, say yeah. There's only a few people leaving. We still got people here. That's good. That's good. Number one is this, thou shalt have mission. What's the mission of your home? How many of you work for an organization that has a mission statement? Raise your hand. How many of you wish your, no, don't raise your hand to that. Your organization, majority of us have one. What's the mission of your home? Do your kids know it? Does your wife know it? Does your spouse know it? What is the mission of your home? We have written out in our home a mission statement. I have four kids. I have uh, one that just graduated Full Sail University with a sound engineering degree in social media marketing. I've got a daughter who's graduated, now owns her own hair salon. I have a student uh, um, at the University of Arkansas, uh, my youngest, and then my older daughter is uh, the organizational leader for Arkansas Children's Hospital Insurance and Family Care and Relations. I, we have a mission statement in our home. Here's our mission statement. Our mission statement is, I, I pray you'll grab hold of one as well, is found in Philippians chapter two and verse number four. We didn't make up some wannabe. We got the word of God. Here's what it says. Regard one another. Y'all okay with the word? Everybody good? Say yeah. Philippians 2, 4. Regard one another is more important than yourselves. That's our mission statement in our home. Is that good? How many fights would go, I mean, be flushed before they ever started if we went with this mission statement? And here's what it goes on. It says, do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interest of others. How about that for a mission statement for your home? Well, everybody understands, do they? Do they, I mean, what do they really know about God and God's word concerning the mission of your home? You need a mission statement. You need to plaster it in your home. You need to give direction so you're not wondering if, when, or there, or how. The mission for, for us may be something simple. You might want to write it down something like this. No yelling, no going to bed dad, mad, honor mom, honor dad. 
No yelling, no going to bed mad, honor mom, honor dad. If you want to make it that way, that's great. But Philippians 2.4 is our family mission statement. Here's the thing. If you don't have mission, you'll lead by comparison and you will be a wandering wave of the sea as a family. You'll be like, oh, they don't go to church and they're okay. Oh, they do go to church. Oh, they do this or they do that. Or because they do that, you'll feel less. Get a mission statement. And I'm saying today, start a mission statement. People love the book of Joshua. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's a great one too. I'm just saying, if you want the practicum of moving forward in and through your life, get a mission statement for your home. The mission statement for you as a husband is to pastor your home. For you as ladies is to support the mission of that. That's what the word submission means, support, lift. And then there's an equality of oneness as you move forward together to impact the world. I can tell you this, a church on fire is more on fire when a house brought to the house is on fire. Get on fire for Jesus. Would your kids freak out if you stepped up and loved Jesus and set back or are they ready for that to transpire? Let me tell you what they are. They're ready for it. They will not freak out. The confidence and security found in your kids will be at a astronomical level. Number two is this. Thou shalt not put God second. Is God first or second in your home? In other words, live by conviction. Don't waver, don't back down. Let faith lead your family. How do you know if God's first or second? You'll know because your priorities line up with what you say you're committed to. It's that simple. You say, I'm, I'm committed to the word of God. I'm commit- do you read it every day? Do you encourage your kids to read it every day? I've mentioned to, the, to you before, this is how it works in our home. And since we are getting ready to have our second child go off of our cell plan, which is the most exciting thing in my entire life. And whoever is in charge of making your medical insurance till you're 26 years old is probably Satan's brother. I mean, are we gonna make kids 30 year olds here real soon. I mean, come on, get your own insurance. Bless God. But to have a cell phone in our home, you have to send me a Bible verse every day. If you don't, I shut your phone off. Actually, it's so they have a new app. It's awesome with Verizon. You just hit suspend. I love it. It's the greatest thing ever. And, and, and my kids are older. My kids are older. One just graduated. He's getting ready to roll off January 1. We have one more that's in, at the University of Arkansas, and I love shutting their phones off. I absolutely love it. Here's, and it was this way when they were in high school. Here's why. Because I don't want my kids to believe God's words important at face value. I made them go to school and study and do their homework, and I will make them read God's word because here's the reality of God's word. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, and it will cut you whether you mean to get cut or not. You're like, well, what if they're not getting anything out of it? It's the word of God. You will get something out of it. And I just encourage you, don't let God be second in your home. Don't let baseball be number one to your kid. Because I promise you, if you teach that as a young child, they'll believe it as an adult. If your kid's that good at baseball, they'll find them. They'll find them. I promise you, you don't have to skip church every Sunday in some league to believe that it's, they're the best kid ever. They'll find your child. I promise you. 
Read the word together, pray together, make sure God is not second. Again, I mentioned Joshua 24, 15. As for me and my house, not only are we gonna love God, we're gonna serve God. Be together as a family, worship together as a family, serve his church. This is the hope of the world. Do not allow God to be second in your lives. Actually, this is a picture in 2 Samuel. I'm not gonna take time to dissect, but it's the story of the Ark of the Covenant being taken to Obed-Edom's house. And in doing so, I love what the scripture says here. It says he kept the Ark in protection, which is a picture uh, in a, in a literal at this moment pr- picture of the presence of God. And it says that for 90 days he kept it. And in doing so, it says their house was full. They were blessed, the scripture says. And I I just give you a 90-day challenge. Parents, leaders, I I don't care if you're like Cindy and I. I mean, we're basically empty nesters. No child lives in our home. I'm not going to go into all the details of that, but I love my wife and she's praying that at some point I'll calm down. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm making up for lost time in Jesus' name. Yeah, you got that in the back, didn't you? <laughs> Hallelujah. And if you see my wife, I mean, I'm so blessed. I'm absolutely, just absolutely blessed. And I know for us, as we want to experience God's blessing in our home. Even as an empty nester, here's what I encourage you to do for 90 days. I just want to give you a challenge. Read God's word every day. And then share it with your spouse. Not the entire text, but a portion of what God taught you. Every day. Now, let me ask you a question. Why wouldn't you? Oh, man, I'm not in that. You know, it's between me and the Lord. Listen, there is no place in scripture you will find a private relationship with Jesus Christ. There's no place. And he's like, well, I don't know if my wife's going to understand it. It's in Malachi right now. She will. I'm not sure he's going to be. He might be offended. He won't be. Well, I'm sure. 90 days, share the word of God with your family. Just a portion of it. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand to that, but I am going to ask you to come forward and consecrate that here in a few moments. 90 days. And then make a commitment for 90 days. to. If your kids are in the home, pray over them every night. You're like, I don't know what to pray. Here's what you pray. God, please help my kid not to get in trouble. In Jesus' name, amen. How many think you could pray that? Raise your hand. Hallelujah. You don't have to pray some big prayer. I'm not asking anybody to speak in tongues or get the Pentateuch out and memorize it. I'm just saying, God, keep my kid from going to hell in Jesus' name. Amen. And then secondly, if you're married, pray over your wife. Pray together every night for 90 days. Now, let me again, let me ask you, why wouldn't you do that? Let's go to the next level. Let's take the intangibles of God and bring them into the tangible of our life. It's the reason people don't tithe. It's because we make up stuff that isn't true that God's okay with. When God clearly says before the law was ever given to bring the 10th, to bring the first, bring that tangible prayer in your home for 90 days. Number three is this, thou shalt forgive. Don't be somebody that holds on to old dirt. None of you, there could be a podologist in here. I don't, I've never met a podologist, but if you study dirt for a living relationally, you are going to get dirty in your marriage. 
Why are you always bringing up the past? Forgive and move on and don't bring it up in your kids' lives either. Once you say, please forgive me, you don't say, I'm sorry. You say, please forgive me. Why? Because it's biblical. And then you forgive and you move on. You don't hold it again. Oh, it's just like always. Oh, it's just like it used to be. Oh, I remember 10 years ago. Be done with that. Jesus forgives and forgets. I'm not saying you're Jesus, but I am saying this. We are wanting to replicate him, follow him. Correct? If you're with me, say, yeah. Forgive. Some of you aren't going to somebody's Thanksgiving. Well, probably in Michigan because you can only have four people in the house. But if you have a funeral for the turkey, you can have 35. I'm just saying. Oh, he liked that, huh? I, I just know I'm having a funeral. No, we're going to Mississippi. They don't even know what's going on in America down there. I love every year it's between Mississippi and Arkansas. Cindy's from Mississippi. So it's like Mississippi was 49th last year. Now Arkansas is. We're one up. Oh yeah. That's the education scale out of 50 states if you hadn't caught on yet. I'm just saying, I'm just saying this. Why would you spend more time arguing and not even going to that family event because you weren't asked to bring your famous roles? I'm saying you you almost don't want to laugh at it because it's so true. You're still mad about that. Remember last year, I didn't get to bring my rolls. <laughs> I have to laugh because it's so real. If you hold resentment, if you still feel it, you had to let go of it. Now, I'm not saying you won't remember it, but I'm not resentful. I mean, some of you haven't had great marital intimacy for years because you're still holding something against them that God's already forgiven. Why haven't you? Because you think you're bigger than God. If God Almighty will send his son to bleed and die on a cross for that sin your spouse committed, why can't you let it go? Forgive. Move on. Not please, or I'm sorry, but please forgive me. You want a Bible verse on this? Okay, I got one. First Corinthians 13, five. Love keeps no record of wrong. Now let's go back to the, the intent. Do you believe God's word is true? If you believe that, say yeah. Keeps no record of wrong. Some of you can't live your life without a score. Number four, thou shalt communicate. Three things that I deal with, I'm honored to be able to mentor marriages. I, I actually had 11, I was telling Jake this uh, on the way back from the airport, I, ha- I had the honor this last week, 11 couples to mentor. I'm not a counselor and I say that clearly because if I was a counselor, number one, I'd get paid to do it and number two, no one would ever come see me because I tell the truth. I'm not here to listen to your problems, I'm here to assist you and here's what I'm learning from most families is number one, they're struggling intimacy They're struggling financially and they're struggling in their communication. Be a good communicator. Matter of fact, would you lean over to somebody that doesn't have COVID that you're related to and say hi to them right now? And and even in the comment section online, just type hi, just say hi to somebody. Now I didn't say smile and the weirdo over there kissing. I hope that's your wife, sir. I didn't say kiss anybody, but they're all kissing. It's amazing. Good communication is a picture that you're walking with God. When you're communicating great with God, you'll communicate great with your spouse. It's proven in the word. Be a good communicator and say sexy things to your wife, men, in Jesus' name. 
If you don't know what to say, there's eight chapters right in the middle of the Bible called the Song of Songs. Read some of that out loud and act like you wrote it. (laughs) Hallelujah. Learn how to communicate. Why is it that you told your wife before she was your wife things so inappropriate? Now you're married to her. You're like, oh, well, whatever. No, tell her now. Talk to her about breasts like fawns. In Jesus' name, amen. I love God's word. I'm saying be a good communicator. What happened to the romance? Men, we need to make sure we're doing it. Why? Because man is in the middle of romance. You're responsible. M-A-N, romance. Bring some communication up in this place. And parents, don't ask your kids yes or no questions. Communicate with them. Talk to them. Find out things about their friends on Instagram they had no idea you knew and get on their Insta story and weird them out. I mean, just do things they don't even know you know. Communicate, look for great communication. A home should be filled with great conversation, laughter, questions, listening. And here's the thing about great communication. Here's the ground rules. Make sure that you're communicating with three things in mind. Matter of fact, I'm gonna write a book called this. And and someone keep me accountable in the next 24 months to have this published. I wanna write it. It's touch, tone, timing. You will win every time in great communication. Let's say it's conflict. Married couples, let's say it's conflict. Parents to students, let's say it's conflict. Make sure, number one, that there's great ability to touch, a great tone, great timing. What do I mean by touch? You should always be able to reach out and touch your spouse's hands or pat your child on the knee and have some type of light touch while you're having communication. If you can't, you're communicating wrong. I just saved somebody's marriage right there. And if you don't touch me, it's not good communication. That helps somebody. Why? Because we want an excuse to manipulate and be mad when the scripture says that anger is a sin. I read it in my quiet time this morning, Ephesians chapter four and verse 31. It says, get rid of all anger. <laughs> we don't want verses like that. We want to learn about the seven hills and the seven swords and the seven dragons and the seven things coming out of the sky on the, uh, the apocalyptic revelation and hallelujah. Well, yeah, there's going to be this and the antichrist. What about this verse? Get rid of all anger. That would change your life. Quit studying the book of revelation and just start with that one. I'm not sure I agree with that. That's what that means. <laughs> it's just crazy stuff. It also says before anger, it says, get rid of all rage. Oh, before that, it says, get rid of all bitterness. Touch, tone, 55% of all communication is nonverbal. This is bad communication. You ready? I'm going to help somebody. (sighs) Go ahead. I didn't say a word. Well, I did. I said, go ahead. Make sure you're a listener. Why would you give more respect to your boss than you would someone you say, I want to fight the enemy and take kingdom ground with? And then timing. I'm just saying, don't talk about the bills before you go to bed. (laughs) I'm going to save your marriage right now. Don't talk about finances when you're going to sleep. It's not that important if you're throwing in there last minute. Talk about it in the morning. You're like, man, I always forget. Here's all you got to say is, 
Hey Siri, blah, 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 9 a.m., blah. If you have a droid, I don't know. Your marriage is going to hell probably. <laughs> and others, what I'm saying is grow up. 1 Corinthians 13, 11, when I was a child, I, this verse will save your marriage. Everybody loves 1 Corinthians 13 at a wedding. Aww. Oh, 1 Corinthians 13. Love is, love never, love is. We all love 1 Corinthians 13 in a wedding bulletin, a wedding program. Here's what it says. You ready? 13, 11. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. What it's saying is this. If you're still talking like a child, you haven't grown up. If you're like, uh, 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 no. You should have shut the microwave door. What? You always leave it open. Who cares? Let's, let's argue over real stuff like how we can lead our entire street to Jesus. Let's pray over them tonight. But when you act childish, it's because you really haven't understood what love is. Thou shalt not, number five, quit. Thou shalt never quit. Never, never quit. Get it out of your vocab. Don't ever say divorce. Don't use cataclysmic phrases. Well, I guess I'm leaving. Oh, that's really mature. Oh, it's over. It's been like this forever. I mean, what are you saying stuff like that for? Because you're immature. Now, I'm not saying elbow anybody you know, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Don't use phrases like that. That's irresponsible. That's not relationally solvent. Be mature. Don't say I'm going to quit. Scratch rebellion out of your vocabulary, students. Scratch emancipating your children out of your minds, parents. Just thought I'd help somebody if somebody's ever thought of that, which I have. But God forgave me. Here's what the scripture says. Oh, we're back to our favorite 1 Corinthians 13. Here it is. Love never gives up. Don't quit. Stay in there. You can do this. Now here's the last few, and these are easy. Number six is, thou shalt not be a drama king or queen. Again, we're talking about growing up. When, when you walk in the house, are you needing attention so bad that you just blow the whole place up emotionally? Are you that person? Are you a 911 person? You just, if it's not 911, you don't like it. It's just got to be a 911 marriage, 911 relationship, 911 parenting, 911. Oh, it's all trouble, all this, all that. 911 COVID, 911 Corona, 911 this. I'm a nine, grow up. Don't be a drama king or queen. You know what you have? Probably have tested positive. There's no doubt. You probably tested positive for being negative. Now grow up. Let's just be positive. Why? Because our hope's in Jesus. He's good. Amen. I'm going to heaven when I die. Hallelujah. And let's grow up and bring in a new level of leadership in our home. Listen, quit bringing your feelings into everything and recognize that I'm going to bring in true action, everything. And when you have true action, it leads you to right feelings. Here's what the scripture says. No one really likes it, but I'm going to read it anyway. We're back to first Corinthians 13. The love chapter it says love is not irritable. 
It, no one liked that part. No one puts that in their wedding deal. They stop it. Love, I don't know where they stop. Love is probably. How many knew that the scripture says love is not irritable? Don't raise your hand to this. I mean, but you knew that. Then why are you? Today, let's change the way people see families. Let's change the way people see. Listen, people aren't going to be disappointed in you when your marriage and your family fails. They're going to be disappointed at Christianity and they're going to put another strike against the church, the body of Christ and who Jesus is. You need to change it by just growing up. Some people are just lost unless they have conflict. Change that. Change that. Let's look for health. Number seven is this, the fam commandments, thou shalt create the atmosphere. Have an atmosphere that's conditioned where God can work. Listen, the enemy only has strength in the dark. Bring the light of God. I'm telling you, read the scripture, have great worship, condition your home to success. Wake your kids up with the spirit of you're a leader. You can do this. I believe in you. God wants you to do this. Have a beautiful atmosphere in your home. Look at this, Proverbs 17, 27, a cheerful heart is good medicine. Proverbs 14, 1, it says a wise woman builds up her house. The scripture goes on there and says that same woman will tear it down with her own hands when she's not wise. You have the opportunity to bring atmosphere, the right atmosphere into your home. Commandment number eight is this, thou shalt make purchases in unity. A few people are laughing. I don't even know why. Why are you laughing? Because again, here we are in the tangibles. You need to be unified in your money, unified in your vision. We also have a Heart for the Kingdom offering at our church. And here's what I deal with. Nine out of 10 couples, one of the spouses says, hey, my spouse isn't on board with tithing. Now, if they're lost, that's one thing we deal with that. Because ultimately, if you want to lead a home well, you need to be saved. The reason maybe you're not bringing the tangible things of God into your home because you've never met the, the, the truth of God's word and the doctrine of God's word that says you have to repent and be saved. But I know this, it's very, very clear that God's called us to be unified in our money and the first of your money is the tithe and then we roll on in our budget. The great part is this, God works on 90% commission. How many would work for a company if you got 90% commission? in every sale. Raise your hand if you'd do that. If you'd be like, man, I'm in on that. 90%, that's what you get every time you tithe. You make 10 bucks, you get to keep nine, you get to manage nine. It's all his, but you get to manage nine, you give him one. And you get unified in that as a family. The two, Genesis 2.24, become one. And maybe that handsome keyboard player would just play a little something behind me while I finish these last two points. Number nine is this, thou shalt remember date day and keep it holy. You need to date your mate. You need to date. How many of you have a calendar, a home calendar? Raise your hand. How many have something you kind of look at every once in a while? Raise your hand if you do. Okay, good. Most of us do. Put this every week on your calendar, date day. Go out with your spouse. How many of you used to go out? Don't raise your hand to that. I'm joking. Everybody's like, yes, I used to. How many of you dated before marriage? Raise your hand to that. How many of you dated before marriage? And why'd you stop? Why'd you stop? Matter of fact, I asked my wife one time, I was like, why'd we stop French kissing? <laughs> this is a biblical question. Don't laugh. I was like, why is it now just air kisses? 
I know it's COVID and all, but let's share COVID. Every, I was like, why? So we had a seven day challenge to French kiss every day for seven days. Hallelujah. Here's why you stop French kissing. Here's why you stop dating because that person became less important to you. Look at your calendar and see what's on it. It's probably number 10. Thou shalt have no kids before me. See, because you wipe their butts for months and months and months and then the rest of their life, they run your home. Well, what about kids? What about the baby? Babysitters need money too. Date him, her. Schedule it. Well, man, you know, we're retired now. You should date every day if you're retired. If there's no kids in your home, you should turn your home into the Garden of Eden. It's the original plan of God. Clothing is sin. I told my wife, clothing is sin. You're laughing at God's word. I'm really discouraged. I mean, how many of you know that when they sin, what's the first thing they did? They put clothes on. Get those clothes off in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, I know you're laughing like, oh, are you serious? I am saying this. We got to change something because we're in a battle for our homes. And it's time now to take these commandments, take God's word and consecrate them in our home. How first? get a mission. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, would you do this with me? I'm going to ask you to do something radical. I'm going to ask you to do something radical. Head of house. Maybe you're a single adult here and you're desiring a great home. Today's the day to start it. Listen, you will never do something in your marriage that you don't do today as a single person. Let me, let me just say it again. You won't, you won't pray. You won't give. You won't be pure. If you don't do it today, you're not going to do it in your marriage. Marriage doesn't change anything except about a $20,000 wedding. Marriage doesn't change who you are. It's just you spend a lot of money on food you never eat. But the leader of the home and the desired leader of the home, if you have this, I'm gonna ask you right now, take your family by the hand, come to this altar and consecrate it before the Lord. I'm not saying you pray something huge. I'm not saying you pray something big. I'm saying if you're ready today, I'm getting a mission. I'm saying yes to God's best. We're gonna change the world through our home. We're gonna leave a legacy. We're not gonna stand. We're not singing just as I am, but I just, well, we might stand. Let's do that. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Let's stand just to make it easier to get out of your seat. And I wanna encourage you to come to this altar, take 30 seconds, take 20 seconds and pray over your home saying our home is going to be a 10 fam commandment home. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Come on now. I love it. I love that. I love leadership. Now you're like, I don't have to come to the altar to do that. You don't, but I am saying this, a step of faith, just like they had there with Noah, whenever they had the opportunity, a bunch of people didn't get on board because they didn't believe. I'm just saying, step on board. Just come forward. And matter of fact, I'll even pray over you. Just come on. Just like I am ready. I'm looking forward. We're going to have a great, we're going to the next level. We're going to change our world. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're looking to see who's coming, it's because you're supposed to be here. And I'm going to call you out. So don't look. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Scoot up a little closer if you don't mind. That's awesome. There's a ton of people coming. I love this. I love this. I love this. Because our family's worth fighting for. Amen. Our future family, I'm saying singles, your family set and establish it today. Establish it today. You're like, oh, we're retired. Now's the time to change the world, retired folk. Come on. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is an altar step out faith moment. 
And if you're ready to say yes to this, and I'm saying beginning with a 90-day challenge of praying together, sharing the word with each other, students sharing one verse with your parents, if you're willing to commit to that, and you're willing to have a mission statement in your home, you're, you're saying yes to that right now because God's word calls us to it. Would you just raise your hand? That's why I'm down here and I'm committing to it. Okay, I'm gonna pray over you right now. And I encourage you, if you, if you could, just take your family and, and even maybe speak it to them. Lord Jesus, I am praying right now for a renewed mission, for renewed vision, for a surrender to your will. I pray, God, you would protect my home and that you would allow it to live by your purposes. I pray, God, that you would do what only you can do in and through it. I pray for every student. I pray for every single that they would establish their victory in their home and their desire today. Father, I pray we would apply these commandments to our lives, that we would let the intangible things of God affect the tangible day-to-day living of our lives. And we want our family to change our world this week, even as we roll into Thanksgiving. God, use us in such a huge way. Financially, let us say yes to you and support your causes and your will and your way. We're saying yes to your best in Jesus' name, amen and amen. And if you're in agreement, put your hands together and let's thank Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today's the day. Today's the day. I want to say one last thing. I want to say one last thing, and I'm out of time. If you're here and you're not sure, and I just feel led to say this, if you're not sure you know Christ as the boss and rescuer of your life, settle that right now. You're like, man, I I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want you to pray this prayer right now. Just say, Lord Jesus, just say, if you're not certain, just say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I repent of my sin. I want you to save me right now. I give you my whole heart. I'm not playing games anymore. Take the steering wheel of my life. I'm ready to live for you. Thank you for saving me, Jesus, in Jesus' name. With no one looking around, if you just prayed that minute like it's the very first time, would you slip your hand up right now? I prayed it in a minute. Wow, 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 wow. I believe there's even something you can text if you did that where there's a text information. I can't see it, but uh, it's on the screen right here. Just text yes. If you just prayed to receive Christ, text yes to that number right there. The same for our online family as well. Let's give God glory as you make your way back to your seats. Amen. We hope what you heard today has been encouraging and given you new insight into the Word of God. We upload weekly, so join us again next time. Be blessed and enjoy your week.